on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the real and sake of out of the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the questions and I give you the answers. Uh, this is your first time listening. This is our question and answer show where you submit them and we answer them. You can submit them one of two ways. First way is... Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. And also, uh, we are uploading the full-length episodes on YouTube. If you go to the Q&AF episodes on YouTube and drop your question in the comments, uh, don't forget to click subscribe on that one. Uh, we'll pick some from there as well. Uh, but if this is your first time listening, we have shows within the show. This is Q&AF. Other times you tune in, you're going to see CTI. That stands for Cruise the Internet. That's where we put up on the screen three or four topics that we want to talk about. We, uh, we laugh about them. We make fun of them. We speculate on what's going on. And then we talk about how we can all work to be the solutions to the problems that are going on in the world. Other times you tune in, we're going to have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk, just some stuff I think that would help you. Uh, and then other times it's full length. That's what you're used to seeing on uh, most everybody else's podcast where a bunch of people just sitting around having a conversation. So that's the general basis of the show. Now, the show is based in personal development, entrepreneurship, and business. Uh, but we also cover a lot of things going on in society on the CTI episodes. The reason we do that is because if we don't have the proper environment, it's impossible for us to produce fruit when it comes to our businesses. Meaning, if we don't have freedom, we don't have a business. So it's important for us as entrepreneurs, as people who are driven to succeed, to keep an eye on what's going on in the world and understand how to navigate it. So uh, that's the gist of the show. Now, in exchange for the information that we give on the show, we have a fee. The fee is not monetary. I'm not asking you to send me money. I'm not asking you to buy my shit. Although I do appreciate those of you that do support our companies. Um, the fee is very simple. I just ask for you to share the show. Uh, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it gave you a new perspective, if it taught you something, if you walked away saying, man, that wasn't a waste of my time, I would just appreciate it if you shared the show. We've been able to maintain a very, very, very high-ranked podcast for the better part of a decade based on word of mouth, which I appreciate you guys for doing. Uh, and I'd like to continue that trend. So if we provide value, please share it. Um, that can mean a story share. That can mean a post. That can mean uh, you know, telling a story about what it meant to you. That can mean telling your friends, whatever it is. We appreciate it, guys. So that's when I say pay the fee. That's what I mean. So that's the housekeeping for the show. Today we have Q&A. What's up? What's up? Are you all right? I don't know why. Well, because. Did something? Well, you don't yeah. have my Fiji? Yeah. You're, not, yeah. you're, not, you're drinking some peasant well, water. Well, we're right? recording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the peasant water today. Um, we're recording a little different time of the day. So my, my routine got mm, messed up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're like an hour early. Huh? Yeah. About an hour early. Yeah, well, yeah. a couple hours early. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Usually it takes me till about 2 p.m., which is when we normally record, to really get full of enough energy and enough frustration uh, to really come in and deliver some straight fucking heat. Right. But uh, today we're doing a little earlier, so maybe it won't be as hot. Maybe it will. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. What's yeah. going on with you? Hey, man. You know, another day, another beautiful day, finally getting some good weather. Uh, in good old Missouri, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, there's just something about getting some good vitamin D. I don't know. Yeah. I like to give the vitamin D. Yeah. You give it? Yeah. I'll take some. I bet you will. What? 
<laughs> no man, it is. It's just nice, man. It's nice seeing blue skies, fucking yeah, suns up. Man. It is, dude. The gray, the gray, um, the gray winter, man. It like it's not the cold either. Like when I'm in a place where it's sunny and it's cold and snowy, that's actually some of my favorite weather. Yeah. But the grayness here in the Midwest, man, it's uh, it can get a little wearing on you. Yeah. Bill Gates just turned down the machine. Yeah, just bro. a little bit. That's all. Just have some sun, dude. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We'll buy your products. <laughs> fuck dude (laughs) i couldn't imagine living in somewhere like up like uh you know the washington you know the Mm -hmm. the the northwest where it's like very rainy and cloudy all the time yeah like y'all motherfuckers must be miserable up there well i mean that well that's another episode i couldn't imagine living in somewhere like alaska bro where like it's dark for like 24 hours at a time did you go to did you go to whistler when we went Mm -mm. um a couple years ago we went to whistler for a arte event and it was like that. It got dark. It like stayed dark super late, yeah. and then got dark super early. Yeah, and it was definitely like different. That's weird. I can't yeah. know. I, I I think when people people are starting to realize, man, like how how important sunlight. We've talked about it on the show, yeah. but just being outside in the environment, like it does a tremendous uh, benefit to your body. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's even linked to you know depression and certain shit like yeah. anxiety disorders yeah. and things like that. So it's important, man. I'm just happy that it's here. Sun recharges the body, man. Yeah, that's the one of the biggest lies told in the world. You know that like sun's bad for you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know also like being wary of how much you wear your sunglasses because a lot of the vitamin D um, we actually convert from the sunlight that comes into our eyes. Yeah. So it's important for us to like be. I like sunglasses. I think I look cool, but I try to you know make a conscious effort. And if you don't want, if you don't want to do that, just make you know you don't want those sunglass tan lines. So right. I try to spend about <laughs> you know fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, without my sunglasses but anyhow uh what's going on yeah we got well i got some good ones for you i bet you do got some good ones let's uh let's let's knock these out uh andy question number one uh we covered uh first impressions a couple episodes ago so this one goes a little bit deeper uh we're talking about impressions in business uh andy what are the first impressions you look for when forming a relationship with someone important for your business uh for example vendors or suppliers what makes you choose them and what makes them stand out amongst the other competitors? Well, I think it depends, man. I think I, 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 in some scenarios in business, you know, people have uh, something that is very desirable. They have a service or a product or something that you can only get from them. And in that case, if you need the product, it really doesn't matter what you look for because it's exclusive. So that's, that's a real scenario that happens oftentimes. However, most of the time we have options. So if we're running a business and we're looking to, uh, you know, make the business work, there's a couple things that we got to take into account. One, um, you know, is it financially feasible for, for us to use this company? Does it make sense? Is it going to make sense to our bottom line? That's something that we always have to be aware of. You know, we talk a lot, of, we talk a lot these days, especially about feeling good or finding the right connection or finding something that we vibe with or believe in. But the truth of the matter is, is that if we can't finance our business and we can't make the numbers work, we don't have a business. So that's, that's the first thing that really I think you should look at uh, as a true operator. Secondly, if there's multiple things that make financial sense and maybe they don't, maybe, maybe one company makes a little bit more financial sense and uh, the other company, you know, you got to pay a little bit more and it costs you a little bit of margin, but they're much better at what they do. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are, uh, they're better on their service game or they're easier to get a hold of or their supply chain is quicker or whatever it may be. Sometimes it's worth it to go with the option that actually 
works better in terms of everything else but price because the reality is, guys, most cases in life, you get what you pay for. That's right. the truth, all right? It's very, it's very rare in society. You know, people like to think this way, but it's not actually true that, you know, the, the, the cheapest thing is the best. It's usually not the case. Usually there is a price quality correlation that goes along with whatever product or service is being offered. And uh, typically the more someone charges, they're usually providing value that can benefit you in other ways, strategically or service-wise or other things like that. Or maybe their quality is just that much better. But there's always a lot of reasons to be, uh, or to evaluate what it is you're trying to choose. You know, for me, I like to work with people that I like. I like to work with people that hold a high standard. I like to work with people who don't fuck up. I like to work with people who pay attention to detail and who actually care about what's going on on my end. And uh, if that costs me a little bit more money, then that's what we'll do yeah. because I think that's important to the operations of a business. You know, we have to be able to rely on what people say and them delivering on what they promise for us to run what we run, right? Um, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, supplements or fucking widgets or it doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, idea that spans across all business. So, um, you know, I, I think it's important to evaluate that a lot of people will just jump in with the cheapest thing and like, dude, you have to remember also in finished good products, whatever it is that you offer, whether it's a hard product, whether it's a service, whether whatever it is, there is a price value correlation there too. So like you have to decide where you want to be in the market. Do you want to be the discount brand? Do you want to be the medium brand or do you want to be the premium brand? Personally, I prefer premium. I think that's the easiest thing for me personally to deal with because I don't mind someone looking me in the eye and saying, bro, I can't afford your stuff, yeah. but I hate someone looking me in the eye and saying, bro, your stuff sucks. Doesn't like, work. Yeah. It no, bothers yeah. me. Yeah. So like, and whether that be any of the businesses that I'm in, I always like to play in the premium space because I feel like that I'm a premium customer and how I evaluate products and services. And uh, that's something that I can relate to the most as an operator. And, and like I said, it's just, you know, you're going to deal with one or the other. You're either going to deal with people saying, I don't like your product. It's not good enough. Or you're going to deal with people saying, hey, that product's not for me because it costs too much. And either way, you're going to have people that don't want your shit. So you have to just make a real good decision about where you want to be. And I think there's room for all of those. Uh, there, there's definitely, it's not I think, there's scientific proof that there's room for good, better, best options in any product category. So, um, to evaluate what the best vendor is or the best strategic partner, you know, there's just a lot of variables that go into play depending on where you're trying to operate from. And, uh, you know, it's not always about money. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Have you seen also too, how much does, I guess, time in business, uh, reputity of company play as a leverage factor, right? Like when you first started in 99 or let's say from, you know, from, from 1999 to 2005, your, your reputation, your, your business credit, if you will, right? Like how much has that changed versus where you are now when it comes to getting these relationships? Oh, well, I think that matters. You know, I think, you know, when you're, when you're an unknown and you're still new and people aren't familiar with your brand, um, you get less favorable deals. You get less people that want to work with you. You get less people that, and this is a reality. This is why you guys in business need to really stick it out because eventually that part of it does get better you know, back in the day, man, um, you know, we had to, it's, it's an interesting thing. That, it's an interesting question you brought up because we kind of got lucky on this aspect. And, and when I tell you why we got lucky. Here we go. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, we did get lucky. 
But when I tell you why I was lucky, you're going to be like, what the fuck? I was lucky to get stabbed in the fucking face. Mm. I was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me for business because people started to remember me. All right. So when we were new in business, I got stabbed in 2003. And Nobody up until that point, that was our uh, three years in business, but we're in our fourth year. And we had the hardest, hardest, hardest time getting anyone to pay attention to us because we were not memorable. We we weren't recognizable. Nobody knew who we were. We were a little tiny bitty company. Um, We had no business leverage whatsoever because we didn't have any fucking money, bro. And like money talks, bullshit walks when it comes to this shit, right? No matter so how like, pretty you want it to sound. Yeah, right. Like it's the it. reality. Yeah. And so we had to leverage our other assets to get attention from some of the companies that we wanted to work with, right? Um, and, you know, me getting stabbed in the face made me very memorable because my mm-hmm. face was very fucked up. It looks, it looks, man, it looks like gold now, right? <laughs> like, but look, it, real talk, you know, my face was swollen the size of a grapefruit for about a year. And, um, so I looked weird and, you know, as hard as that was for me mentally to deal with, when I look back on it from where I am now, you know, and bro, I dealt with suicidal thoughts literally fucking all day long, every day. Um, probably, I mean, definitely the hardest time of my life that I ever went through, no doubt. But when I look back on it, it was actually something that really helped our business because I became memorable. It became something that people talked about, whether it was good or bad. Right. Yeah. And you know, give you an example. Like we would go to the Arnold or the Olympia back then and nobody knew who we were. Right. And people would, would, would say, Oh, you, you know, the guys that own supplement superstores and people would be like, no, I don't know who the, you, you know, him, Andy, he's the one with the fucking, you know, the, the thing, right. The face, yeah, right. Right. Like, and, and, and I know this because people have told me this over the years that it actually made them remember us. Mm. So, you know, that really helped us become memorable uh, and allowed us to really meet some really good people that took good care of us through the years. Uh, there's some people that I'm eternally indebted to because of the, the things that they did to help us along the way, uh, to guide us, to teach us. And this is why I support people even in my own space um, who are not as far along as I am, because like, I think that's the duty, right? Like, like I'm, now, I'm, now I'm that person and I have a responsibility to pay that back and really help the smaller guys figure out what the fuck they're doing which is why, you know, a lot of people, you know, they see me talking to some of the owners of these other companies or hanging out with them and shit. And they look at it. They're like, what the fuck is that about? Well, bro, that's, that's a moral obligation that we have to help the people come behind us to run the, the path the right way. And so I'm just repaying what was done to me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, as get to back to the point, as you become more recognizable and as you become more successful, people start to come to you. And then when you get, when you get like to a decent size, when I say decent, when you get into that, you know, that, that eight to nine figure range, high eights, low nines, people are knocking your door down to come do business with you. So like the whole dynamic changes mm. if you stick with it long enough. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, but the principles of how you get those deals remain the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, bro. And look, this is the long game. A lot of you guys in business are so impatient. You don't understand that this is going to take, this is not going to take a couple years. This is going to be your life, you know? And Treating people right, doing the right thing over the long haul, you know, um, bro, there's not a motherfucker in this space, in my spaces, in any of the spaces I'm in, not a single motherfucker, not a single one that could say that I haven't done anything but try to help them. Not a single one. They might, they might say, oh, watch out for Andy because he's a fucking tough competitor. They might say that. 
but I have never, ever, ever, ever fucked a person in business. I've always tried to help. I've always tried to push down the road. And a lot of times, um, people are taken aback by that. They're like, what's this dude want? Why is he talking to me? Why is he trying to help? And it's like, bro, I'm just trying to do what other people did for me. Right. Cause I feel like it's the right thing to do. So, right. um, you know, and yeah, you can make you think it's like, do you want the fucking hammer? Like, where, like no, 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 it's not that. Bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. Like when I was younger, bro, I was, I was, you know, it was different. But now, like, we've gotten to a point now where I realize, like, where I'm, I kind of realize where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm very small where I want to go to, but for the space that we're in, we're, we're very successful and for recognized sure. for that. And so I see a lot of smaller companies that really struggle. But bro, some of these owners of these other companies that are a little bit behind us, or maybe even a lot behind us. These are my best fucking friends. And you know this because yeah. I talk to them on our walks. I'll talk to some of the owners of these other companies for fucking two hours, yeah. multiple times a week, trying to help them work through the shit. Yeah. So, and, and I give it, I give it away for free because you know, there's, there's no shortage of business available. Um, and especially when it comes to, you know, helping people, I, I think it's just a good karmic thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Moving right along, guys. Question number two, Andy. Andy, I've been in business for four years. I have seven full-time employees, and I just had my first employee quit on me. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say he was a key player, but the absence and increased workload is definitely noticed. He never complained or brought any issues to me directly, um, but I have just learned recently through another employee of mine that he did not trust, quote, aggressive offensive direction. I'm taking the company. Uh, during these troubling times and did not believe in my abilities to win. How did you look at people quitting early on in business and how should I look at the situation as I'm now starting to second guess my decisions? Man, this is a really good question. There's, you guys really need to listen to the answer here, okay? Because the, the way I used to feel compared to how I feel now, it's completely the opposite. 10 years ago, when, when we were still like, you know, we were just getting it going. Maybe let's say 15 years ago, all right? Let's say we're 24 years, 15 years ago, be nine years in. We were struggling, bro. We were fighting every day. Every day was a fucking war. And so like when people quit on me, dude, I took it fucking very personally. Like I, I felt like, fuck you, you know? And, and even to the point where I was like, dude, I, I, back then I used to even be like, fuck, I hope they fucking fall on their face. Like I was, I, I thought I looked at it the wrong way. Mm. Um, and over the time, especially after I got into the personal development space, which was, you know, a couple years after this time, um, I started to realize and see my employees differently. I started to see them as I changed my philosophy. My philosophy was, you know, well, fuck you. If you're in, if you're not in, you're fucking out. You know what I'm saying? And like, bro, there's a time and place for that. There really is. But it's not a good way to go through life. Because it creates situations where there's animosity later that is totally unnecessary, bro. The reality of the situation is employees are going to come. Employees are going to change their life path. They're going to choose to do different things. And there's no reason to be upset about those things. So you shouldn't take it personally. You know, um, if somebody doesn't want to be on your team, why the fuck do you want them on your team? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if they just don't want to be on your team and they want to choose a different path, why wouldn't you help them on that path? Then you've got an advocate out there talking about how much you helped them. That's a good thing for you, right? It's a good thing for your business. So I adjusted my perspective over the course of time. And it really came down to, uh, I had one employee quit on me who was actually a really good fucking friend of mine. And he's still a great friend of mine. Um, and uh, I, he was valuable in the company. But when he left, 
uh, he went to do his own thing and he actually ended up going to law school. He became a lawyer and he's actually one of my lawyers now. <laughs> all right. Full so, circle. Yeah. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. But I'm not going to say his name. But like when he left, dude, it like hurt. It was like, it was like a, it was like a wake up call for me because I, I realized, okay, I care about this dude. This is one of my best friends. He's choosing to go on this path that he feels he needs to be on. And now he's a very successful attorney with his own practice. He represents me in a lot of stuff. So, um, I started to look at it as, all right, not everybody's going to be here for long term, but the time that they're here, I want to pour into them to make sure that when they leave here, they're more equipped to be successful at something else. And so I changed my philosophy uh, a number of years ago about, all right, like if someone wants to go on their own path, then it's my job to equip them while they're here so that they can look back and say, fuck, that's where I learned how to do this shit. Mm. Right. And then then you make a friend for life, someone that you that you get to celebrate with, someone that you get to be happy with, someone when they win, you're like, fuck yeah. Like that's cool as shit. And like, so one of the things that I derive my like what I'm proud of is that I have a number of people that spent, you know, time with me who have gone out and been very successful in other things. And that makes me proud. And I think that's an important perspective to have. So if you're in the beginning and you're more like taking it personal. Um, I would say you should shift your perspective to 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 really just, and I think there's an energy aspect to this too, bro. I think when you want good for other people, good things happen to you. And I'm talking about from your heart, yeah. not not like you're just saying it, right? Right. Um, and it's a little contrarian to the way that most people are treated whenever they leave their position. You know, most people that are treated when they leave their position, they feel like there's angst or animosity. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, people automatically believe that that's the case, but you know, how I look at it is, is like, dude, if you spent time here, first of all, I'm very appreciative of the time that you put in. Second of all, I want you to win. Third of all, whatever you need to do to win, I'm, you know, I'm, you know where I'm at and we can always have a conversation. I'll advise you and tell you what I think is the right thing, uh, selflessly. And so I think that's, and that's a more peaceful way to live too, because, uh, you don't have the internal anxiety from these rough relationships and, you know, and, and bro, it's a growing process. And I think it's, uh, I, I think the quicker that you can change your perspective to look at your people and say, all right, look, I know for sure not everybody's going to stay here forever. However, I want them to look back and say, this is the best, this is the best previous place that I ever worked. And I learned a lot there and it's helped me succeed in life. And so that, that's, that's kind of been my journey on it. And it's, it's been a total 180. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I um, love that take. I mean, especially like in their situation, because like I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, well, you're about to go into some troubling waters, right? We know what the world temperature is mm-hmm. you got somebody in the boat that you know whether they don't want to row can't row whatever the case is mm-hmm. like or or they're going to row at a different pace yeah it's like you know, okay. if you if you have if you have four guys on one side of the boat and four guys on the other side of the boat and one of the guys on the on on the left is rowing at the different pace the boat's going to go in circles it might go in big circles but it's going to go in circles it's not going to go straight right and so that's that's how you have to look at it you know like when you have people that aren't bought in when you have people that wish they were doing other things it's better for everybody that they go do those other things so that like the, that, that your boat can continue to move and then they can take their boat and go build their own ship. You oh, see what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. That, that, it's just it sucks it's a maturity a, process, bro. It is for sure. Yeah, I, I because just, like, it's easy to take the ship personally. Yeah. I just, I just hate that there's such a stigma on that, man. Like, like I, I, I never really, never really realized it. Like, I mean, well, I think a lot of people who leave, leave their job automatically, like no matter what job they leave, they automatically like, feel like you know it's a negative thing and that yeah. the job is disappointed or they hate them or this or that and and that's probably true at most places but you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be and, and i don't think that if you're going to run a good and sometimes bro like 
sometimes like in this situation where it's someone who is really valuable, it's fucking hard because you're like, fuck, this is going to be a huge pain in the fucking ass. However, um, long term, if you look at it the right way, it becomes a true asset to your life because you develop a good friendship, a great relationship. And, uh, you know, I think it's good, good energy and good karma. Yeah. You know, I think when you help people, I think it comes back. Um, I do think that when you, I don't think you get it back evenly. I think when you help people like at a hundred percent effort, right? You might get back 30% of that result, but it's better than getting back none. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like facts. it's better than having, you know, having it be negative. So, uh, you know, and I think that's a whole nother topic we could do a whole show on, but like, you know, the amount of intent that you put out, the return is not always equate to the amount of the intent. That means you have to do a lot of good to get good back. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. A lot more good than you're going to get back. Like you have to far over deliver and then you're going to get like a medium amount of good back <laughs> and it's going to frustrate the shit out of you. But like, dude, yeah. it's just the way it works. And it ain't going to be instantly either. No, it's it like time. three years from now. Yeah, it takes time. <laughs> but like, bro, I think that's a, I think that's a, you know, that's a, I think it's just a maturity thing. I think you grow through this process. I think anybody in business feels this way, especially when you're like in the beginning stages and you're really struggling and like, bro, you really fucking need good people. And then the good people decide they want to go do something else. It hurts. Yeah. And so it's easy to take personally, but I don't, I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's a good strategy for a shit ton of reasons. Yeah. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> Andy, our third and final question. Question number three, Andy. How do you look at and value loyalty? I'm 34 years old and I'm realizing that I may have been too loyal for too long uh, to people who didn't really deserve my loyalty. What are the MF CEO's rules for loyalty? Well, I, I, I don't think, I, you know, this is going to be a, this is going to be a hard pill for people to swallow, but I don't think loyalty is necessarily always reciprocated. I don't think, just like I said a minute ago, with it's not energy, a two-way street. It's, it's not always a two-way street. Like, it's just not. And I think you have to decide who you are. You have to decide what you stand for. And I think it's important that you're loyal to your values um, and stand on those regardless of what the other person does. And that doesn't mean become a, 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 a rug that people walk all over. You know, if someone's going to disrespect you or talk shit or fucking try to hurt you. But what it does mean is you stand firm in who you are and be loyal to those things. I think loyalty is often misconstrued about uh, uh, like a, a bond between two people when I think really loyalty should be turned inward to say I'm loyal to the core values and the character traits that, that I want to live with and stand on. And um, if you're loyal to those and other people treat you bad, which they will, you can always look in the mirror and say, well, I did the right thing. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. We're hitting something deep right here, man. I, you can't be loyal to nobody else if you're not loyal to yourself. Yeah, but like, but like most people don't understand what loyalty yourself means. Yeah. Most people don't even have their own set of core values. They just think there's people with good character and there's people with poor character. And character is developed over commitment to values. So you have to sit down and you just like I would for a company, like decide, okay, what's this going to stand for? It's going to stand for this, 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 this. And you have to do that for your life. You know, now it, most people never do that. So just like if you were going to go on a road trip and you never mapped out where the fuck you're going, how are you going to get there? So you have to decide what it is you want your life to represent. And then you have to define those in some, some specific values. And then you have to be loyal to those values. All right. So that's what loyalty to self really means. It means deciding what your standards are, committing to holding those standards and stay, standing on that spot, regardless of how other people treat you. 
And so you're going to take some abuse with this mentality. You're going to have people fucking hate you. You're going to have people be mean to you. You're going to have people fuck you up. But here's the reality of it. And by the way, sometimes people do cross that line and you have to fucking stand up for yourself. However, I believe that it's the most important thing is for you to stand on what it is that you say you are. And by the way, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to fuck this up. You're going you're gonna to fucking do things that are a lapse in your own character that you committed to. Uh, and you're going to have to learn lessons and do better next time. That's, the core, that's how life works, right? Nobody here is perfect, dude. Like there's this whole thing on the internet where all these motherfuckers pretend like they live their value system uh, perfectly all the time. Like the, the uh, you know, the Bible thumpers, bro, are the worst about this. Like the ultra, the ultra religious Bible thumper people, they will, they will talk out of both sides of their mouth. They'll preach Jesus and they'll preach all these gospel. They'll, requ- they'll, they'll recite every single Bible passage that there is. They'll judge you, which by the way, it says in the fucking Bible not to judge people. They don't recite that way. Yeah. They'll <laughs> judge you for not being as, uh, you know, good or holy as them, right? While at the same time, behind closed doors, they're doing all kinds of fucked up shit, right? You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And those people tend to be the ones, the people who are the most aggressive about imposing their value system on you are usually the ones with the most shit in their fucking closet, all right? So, like, don't buy into that shit, bro. Those people like to make other people feel bad because ultimately inside they feel bad about who they are. So, uh, that's no disrespect to people who, who practice religion, who, who are godly and stuff. I try to do the best I can, man. Um, but my, my main thing is, you know, decide what it is that you want to be, commit to those things, live those things. When you fuck it up, own it, say, man, you know what? I disappointed myself right there and, and commit to doing better. And I think that's a good way to live. And like, however people treat you past that, that's, that's really a them problem. You know what I mean? That's not a you problem. It doesn't always mean that you fucked up. It doesn't always mean that like, you know, you're a bad person because someone, I just did a show on rejection, right? Uh, you know, earlier, you guys all heard it um, a couple episodes ago or whatever. But the point is, is like, we, we're, we're going to take things personal and we're going we're gonna to be hurt. But if we can look in the mirror and say, you know what, I didn't compromise who I am and I was loyal to who I was, I actually think that's the most important loyalty that there is. And if you're loyal to that, then your actions of how you treat others are going to be a natural byproduct of that value system that you, that you believe in, right? So if you're committed to these things on the inside, one of those things probably should be like to treat people the right way, right? Even if they, even if they're having a bad day, even if like, you know, like previously they leave your job or they, you know, they break up with you or whatever, right. like whatever it is, however you're rejected, I think it's important to be loyal to who you are, stand and, and, and bro, let me tell you something. Sometimes it's hard as fuck to have high character. Sometimes it's hard as fuck to have a high value system. But in the, rea- in, the, in the long term of the game, you know, what you're doing by doing that is you're preserving your self-worth, your self-esteem, and your confidence because you can look right in the mirror and say, you know, that didn't really go the way that I wanted. That person treated me like shit. That wasn't fair. It was, un- it was not cool. But I remained who I am, and I, I would still, you know, feed this person uh, or take care of them even if, if they needed it. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. And I think that's a... You know, I think that's a good example to set in the world. And, and too many people, um, I was talking about this at home the other day. There's so many people out there that are so self-centered. They want to take, 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 take. When in reality, dude, I think the whole key to being fulfilled in life is to give. I really do. You know, like, uh, 
And that's a hard thing to do sometimes, man, when people aren't fucking treating you right. Yeah, for sure, man. So, but that's also remaining loyal to who you are. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, I love so that do, take on it. Huh? I, say, I, love, I love that well, take Well, I think on it's it. important because loyalty, pe- people think like when you, when you say you're loyal, they almost like take ownership of the other person. It's like, I'm loyal to you, but you have to do this back to me. And that's not actually loyalty, bro. Like that's like a conditional, like, contract that once somebody makes a mistake they're fucking cut off no the voice this is yeah. propagated through the, the the technological environment that we live in with social media because like look dude you know how many friends um i've lost because i'm opinionated or i have a, a different viewpoint of their of the worldview than they do or uh i said something they didn't like or you know like i i made too much money or i did i had too much success like dude you can't control these things. You have to do the best that you can, you can, and you have to realize that people are going to think the way they think. Um, but like we, I think we can all do a better job in, in society of having a little more grace for people when they make mistakes. I think that's a big fucking deal. And I think it's a big problem in society. You know, like look at the Instagram comments that people live like, like pe- dude, people are just dying to fucking crucify people. And it's just like, that's fucking sad, dude. Like, like, imagine how miserable you would have to be to, to like, your whole day is about fucking people up. You know what I'm saying? It's about calling people out. It's about being shitty to people. It's about, you know, talking shit in the comment section on multiple people's posts. Like, bro, those people, that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. And you just have to continue to take the steps down the road. And what's ironic and what I think is, you know, what has, what's happened to me a number of times is a number of times in my life. I've, I've had people mistreat me and then later on down the road, they come back and apologize and they say, dude, you know what? I actually had two people do this to me in the last like two weeks and it, it, it was really nice actually. Um, but I had a couple people, you know, message me uh, and want to get on the phone and basically apologize for, for the way that they treated me many years ago, you know, and I just thought that was, I thought that was cool, you know? And so like, and that's not the first two times that's happened. That's just the most recent times. But, you know, a lot of times people will come back around and say, you know what, bro, that wasn't cool of me. I feel bad. I'm sorry. And like, you know, dude, people are doing the best they can. bro. Like that's, that's really the reality. You know, there's some, there's some fucked up shit going on in the world. It's hard to fucking get by in the world right now. It's very chaotic. It's very stressful. And I think by having grace, um, we can kind of like smooth some of the, of the hardship over between human beings. I, yeah. I think, I really think that's the answer, you know, like the way the system is set up, they want us to fucking attack each other. They want us to hate each other. They want us to spend all day on social media attacking the things that we don't like. And I think it's important for people to, to realize that if you want that to stop, you have to live that example. And that's a, that's a that's a very difficult thing to do. It's very it's very easy to just get sucked into the division, to get sucked into the cancel culture, to get sucked into the fucking mob mentality. That's easy. You know what's hard is saying, "Nah, y'all are wrong. That ain't cool." And they might have fucked up, but that ain't who that person is. And 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 like taking a fucking stance on that. You know that's a, that's the harder path. I love and that. I, and I think usually it's the right path. And sometimes you're going to give people grace three or four times and you're going to realize that they're just a shitty person and uh, you just move the fuck on. You know, that, there's a caveat there too. And sometimes people are going to do, cross a boundary and you're going to have to stand up for yourself. And sometimes that means some difficult things as well. 
But I think in most cases, you know, grace is where uh, grace is applicable. And I think it helps society, culture, and the world. Absolutely, man. I love it. Well, Andy, that was three, man. Yeah, go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.